Hi, I'm Kena. And I'm Ambi. And welcome to the Plymouth Games. And we're broadcasting from the Plough Inn in Southbank, Brisbane. <laughs> so this is once again another one of our suburban jaunts. Yes. Well, hardly <laughs> call Southbank suburban. Oh, God. That's um, all relative, isn't it? When you kind of consider that Brisbane used to be this little country bumpkin town and now it's just like a, a bigger country bumpkin town. Well, it's got all the mod cons of the city. But, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice pub. Actually, so you didn't grow up in Brisbane, though, did you? No. You're, you're from Interstate. So I, I, I'm, I'm born and, and raised here in Brisbane. And, like, I remember very, very much, particularly during the 80s, where, you know, when you go into town, you go into town. It's literally like the CBD, which was like a postage stamp, really. And everything outside of that is considered, you know, suburban Brisbane. Or maybe Brisbane's growing up. Well, it has. It's come a long way, I think, in the last five years. But I think a lot of places have come a long way in the last five years. So. <laughs> What are you drinking, Andy? I'm drinking the Pepper Jack Shiraz. It's a very, very nice red. And I'm on the uh, Fat Yak Pale Yale. Did you have the Fat Yak the first episode? I may well have done. I think you did. Yeah. It's one of the ones I keep on returning to because it's pretty nice. Yeah. When when I have a beer, I probably, I I don't mind the Fat Yak, I must must admit. Look, I was umming and ahhing about going cider today. Cider? Yeah, and I might change drinks. Is that because it's so hot? Yeah, cider's like a... It's either a really cold weather drink or it's a hot weather drink. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So it's come a long way like, when you consider it used to be a bit of a, a girly man drink. <laughs> Still very t- tasty stuff. Kane is looking at me like, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> no, no, no. I, actually, I got introduced to, to cider when I was uh, living in England. And because, like, at that, prior to that, in Australia, the only side you can get was like, you know, strong bow, which is like gut rock. And um, we always had mercury cider down in Victoria. I suppose closer to Tasmania, really. Well, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And that was, that was always very strong. But that was drink. down there, nothing up here in Queensland. Oh, you wouldn't have anything up here, you know, it's uh, just grown up in the last five years. It has. Yeah. Come a long way. But again, we do our usual thing. We spend too much time talking about alcohol and not enough time talking about diplomacy. True. So, uh, what do we got on the card today? Well, um, we've just both finished a game of exploration, which is based on a fog of war game, a fog of war map. Yep. Um, and let's see if I can get the pronunciation right. Deshma Legjo. Is that right? Yeah, I kind of listened to the audio. Sorry, the robotic robotic response. I thought it was um, Deshma Legjo or something like that. Deshma Legjo. Deshma Legjo. 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 I don't know. Anyway, he'll kind of kick <laughs> us in the butt again. Hey, guys, you're it wrong. Stupid Australians. Wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, no, he came up. He came up. Did he come up with the idea? He definitely posted in the forum about it. Re- oh, about the exploration game. Yes. Well, was he the um, was he the, the game master for it? Um, yeah, he was. I think. So he was. So he was probably the main guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was the one who recruited for us. This was one of these funny games which literally just finished in like a day or so ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very fresh. And then um, I kind of looked at, and I noticed that that Kana was playing, and I kind of went, "Oh shit, you were playing!" And I didn't even know that. And then I kind of went, "Wait a sec, we all signed up to this. I should have known this. It's just been so long, and I just <laughs> forgot." <laughs> I, I, I wasn't playing for very long though, Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Another one bites so, the dust. How's, how's, how's those rankings going for you? Oh, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. 
I play for fun. <laughs> I don't know why anyone bothers tuning into us because you're not going to learn anything from us except how to lose diplomacy. <laughs> anyway, so the, the, the premise of the exploration yes. game is it's played on a fog of war map um, on the on the basic map of Europe. Yep. Right. And so you, you couldn't speak to anyone unless you were in direct line of sight contact with them. That's right. So the line of sight contact, I think, has got to be between supply centres. Yes. So either supply centre to supply centre, or unit to supply centre, or unit, unit to, to unit. unit. Yeah. So um, let's say, for example, it doesn't it doesn't account for you know vacant territory. So like if you're a an army in Venice, and uh, obviously the um, uh, Piedmont is you know green little bit of a country, and therefore you know that green bit of the country borders Marseille, you can't talk to anyone in Marseille because you need to have that direct contact. Yes, But you can talk between, uh, say, Trieste and Venice straight away. And in fact, I think they're the only players in spring 1901 that you can start talking like that. Yeah, Austria and Italy. Yep, straight away you can start talking. And how did that work out for them? not too good for uh, Italy. Not too good for Italy. No, no, Italy was destroyed in, um, what, autumn 1904? No, he survived to 1905. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, not too bad. The, the, the previous time I played this game, I played as Italy and um, did very, very well, actually. And the main reason for that was because I was able to talk to Austria from the very, very beginning yep. and kind of make out, hey, we've got this really great special bond here. No one else can kind of... You know, can do this. Let's take advantage of the situation and kind of coordinate and everything, and smash them and, and work together as a team. And you and I, all the way to the end of the game. And what I do from the opening? Yep. Venice into Trieste. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Okay, it took Austria straight away. Eh? Oh dear. And well, then, and then I think actually I then kind of went from there and went from Trieste to Vienna, and then moved up from Rome to Venice, and then later took Trieste again, and then took Budapest and just wiped out. Austria very very quickly but that didn't happen this game because I wasn't Italy no no you were playing Germany right and I had a great opening in fact it was the one of those problems you get when when you have a player who opens and gets three supply centers straight away automatically they become ah yes you're a problem big problem a big problem problem you're a big threat yes well England would have seen it straight away because you've got Denmark Holland and uh, yes, correct. And he had a he had a fleet in the North Sea, which yes. incidentally was convoying an army to attack me, Russia. But um, you know, it's not all about you. It is all about me, Dan. Well, let's finish about me, and then I'll get on to you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's just talk about this opening. So the problem was with the limited uh, communication that we could have. I couldn't talk to Russia, which was China. I was Germany, um, but the only ones I could talk to. In after the I mean, spring, couldn't talk to anyone. But once we got to August, I could because I was um, automatically able to kind of then speak to France because they'd moved the unit up to Burgundy from memory. Uh, England had moved into the North Sea. So I was able to have communication with them. Managed to kind of negotiate this amazing deal where I actually picked up all three of those supply centres, Denmark, Holland and Belgium. And then, uh, obviously, because of the proximity between England and France, with the English Channel and all that type of shit, um, they started working out very, very quickly that I had three and, and they didn't open very well, so they then started hammering, essentially. Hammering me. Yep, 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 yep. 
Um, but at but the they, same time, you know, you're, you're, you've moved two units towards Warsaw, so yeah, uh, well, oh, I'd like to know what's oh, going on there. I, mean, I, I don't know. You know, as a way to open that. up discussions with Russia, it's not a very friendly way to do that, Andy. Well, that's a good point. Um, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I needed to make sure that I could reach you. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's, it's, having, it's having a redundancy in my, in my plan. No, honestly, um, and this, this kind of shows that, you know, while sometimes that Kana you know, and I can, can play nicely in the sandpit together, we can also kind of try to kill each other. Um, and a similar thing happened in our known world game, but we'll get to that we'll get to in a that second. Yeah. I think the main thing, though, I found was because I, I believed, rightly or wrongly, that I could trust England and France... And I was also working on the basis of the usual traditional unspoken alliance that tends to occur between Austria and Germany, that I had my West and my South under control. And of course, that leaves an opportunity to kind of aggressively attack Russia. Yep. Um, which I did, going, uh, going for Warsaw. And um, unfortunately, that didn't kind of work out because you as soon as I soon Austria as I, in this so well yes I did um, this was one of those um, further stupid moves of mine where much the same way that I took France and England for a ride in the opening Austria took me for a ride uh, uh, because he opened strongly or well, not open but after me taking those areas I see he moved into Bohemia and Tyrolia. Uh, he moved into... Yes. Yes. And I was moving into Cilicia and Prussia yeah. to, take, to take Warsaw. Um, and I kind of worked on the basis of, okay, maybe if I kind of gave um, Austria Warsaw, yep. he can then move on towards Sevastopol and Moscow, and that would allow me to kind of focus and move upwards towards St. Petersburg and Scandinavia get that under control, maintain an alliance with Austria, and then kind of swing the hammer around from east to west to start slamming that down on England and France. And it didn't work too well for you though, did it? Nope, because very, very quickly I was at war with uh, Austria, Russia, England and France. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I guess the only advantage I had was that you weren't really attacking me because you were too busy getting your ass whipped by Turkey and oh. England and Austria. Mate, everyone I spoke to in this game just pretty much turned around and stabbed me the second I trusted them. So, okay. Look, boy... Oh, when was it? I was, I was destroyed. Um, okay, so boy, spring 1902, right, England had an army in Norway and he's pretty much said, um, I'm going to invade you unless you can convince me otherwise. <laughs> and I think along, along the lines I said, look, I said, mate, go for it. This is what have I expected so far in this game because every, every other player has done the exact same thing to me so far. Yep. So if you do it, great. You've just reinforced my attitude towards diplomacy players in general. Um, or if you don't, that's fantastic too, but yep. I don't have high hopes. And just left that. And he invaded me, so... You know, I'm dead, essentially. Yeah, so it was kind of 
I know, it was, it was hard, it was disappointing. I kind of had a situation where Austria started attacking you and um, but at the same time started attacking me. And that was by then, you know, France had retaken, were taken Belgium, England had taken Holland. Um, do you want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we'll quickly move. The sun's we'll getting in our eyes. So. That's right. It's, it's a yep. sunny day. We're going to have to move over somewhere else. Basically, we'll be back in a second. Yeah, okay. so I think we were kind of a bit... I think we both really did poorly in this game. Yeah, no, we didn't get anywhere fast with it, did we? And then they drew, pretty much. They destroyed you and drew. Yeah, so they wiped out... Um, they wiped out Italy. They wiped out me. They wiped out you. And... Um, yeah, the game was all over and drawn in um, autumn 1906 very, very quick. That is very quick, actually, for a game like this. I would have thought it went, would have gone a bit longer. Well, there but was there's no stalemate lines there that I can kind of see. I mean, there was plenty of opportunities there for that fight to continue. So whether they just got to a stage where, I don't know, they got sick of the premise, they had too many other games on, who knows. And it looks like Turkey had a good alliance with Austria and wasn't really willing to stab him there. Yeah. So, yeah. My, uh, my hard part about, well, many hard parts, but one thing I um, was having towards the end of my uh, my tenure in the game, once it became clear that, because a, a number of times I tried to make peace with England and France, yep. and a number of times they were like, yeah, that could kind of, I, I, basically I was playing up the angle that Austria is just going ballistic, you know what I mean? I can see them in Moscow, they're in Warsaw, they're, you know, hammering me everywhere, you know, they're, they're on the gates of Berlin, they're almost into Munich, so I assume that Turkey is dead, and I'm passing on that message to them, and I'm saying, look, you guys, you need to kind of lay off me, because if you don't, Austria's just going to kill me, and he's going to solo the game. That was the way I, was, and that was my reading of the board at the time because of the of the fog of war. Meanwhile, Turkey's talking to France in the Mediterranean. Yeah, so I didn't know, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, so that 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 would have probably put a cringe on that whole. Um, but then that's fog of war, isn't it? And that's kind of, and that's kind of why when I was saying to uh, England and France, and they both came back saying, "Yeah, okay, we'll lay off you. We'll come up with a plan." And um, in fact, what happened? They kept coming at they me, hammering. Coming at me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was a bit pissed at that point with England and France. So England and France, this game was. Have to double check. Um, Doctor recommended and Les Matadors. Who? Les Matadors. Or Les Matadors. <laughs> Les Matadors. Matadors. Yeah. Les Matadors. Les Matadors. Speaking of what the doctor recommended... Oh, we'll get to him later. Oh, we'll get to him later. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, doctor. One, one at a time. So, uh, look, honestly, they, they played very, very well. But basically, I was so pissed that they kind of decided to keep coming at me that I said yes. to Austria, OK, I've had enough of these guys. How about I'll, I'll put all of my units up in that northeast, no, northwest corner to try and defend... And look, Austria, you just take over my, my SCs. Honestly, I don't give a shit anymore. Eat them up. I'd rather you get them than those other bastards. Okay. And um, he didn't really play that game very well. So. I know, because it looks like England and France got them anyway. Yep. Oh, so, well. At the end of the day, well done to the to the victors, to the victors of spoils. So, Dr. Eng, Dr. Eng recommended Ezio, 
Les Matadors and G-Man. G-Man, he's always, always popping in there. They, they played well, even though I never saw G-Man the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me that G-Man just sort of fed me a line and I fell for it. He's a pretty persuasive player. But what about you? So you just got reamed and then reamed some more and before you knew it... I'm gone. You're gone? Yeah, essentially. That was my game. Um, so what, what were you trying to achieve with them during this period of time? Were you just... Uh, look, obviously, just, you kind of said, when, when England, well, Dr. Recommended kind of said, I'd like you as St. Petersburg, please, and you went, yeah, yeah, come and get it. Or was that effect? Well, at that stage, um, I'd lost Sebastopol. I'd, I'd opened up very neutral to Turkey. You know, I thought, all right, I'll meet him in um, Bulgaria anyway. I moved to Romania instead of the Black Sea because yep. I wanted to have opening conversation with him. And he'd gone and moved to Armenia and the Black Sea, right? Yep. And so I said, okay, all right, can we organise some sort of juggernaut happening? And he was very persuasive on the whole thing. Let's convoy the army across them. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yep. okay, well, I've heard this before, but let's try it. And, um, yeah, then he takes Sebastopol. At the same time, I've got, you know, an Austrian army in Galicia and England has just convoyed an army into Norway. So, a scenario like that, especially if you've been in a fog of war, yep. you know your time's up. You know, there's not a lot of argument or space to persuade anything going on there. Yeah. Oh, well. Poor Kana. Poor Ambi. So, what are our lessons from this game? Don't fucking trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Expect people to move against you in force, as you say, redundancy, right? Yep. And if there's an open spot, they'll just take it. That's my lesson. Yeah, my lesson, I don't know. I reckon my lesson is to uh, not open so strong. Because I think that actually really, really worked against me. Okay. You kind of... um, I've played Germany before where I had a similar situation where I was able to take three from the beginning. And I had actually quite a good experience with that. Went on to, I think it was one of the few times I've actually won a game as Germany. Yep. Um, so I thought, hey, let's, let's just keep the good times on. rolling. Let's, okay. let's do that again. <laughs> and honestly, it just it backfired against me so big because obviously um, England and France were like, uh, we don't do anything. He's going to fuck us over. Yep. yep. So by having automatically pissing them off and then having the bizarre situation of a Austria attacking Germany which normally doesn't happen but um, tall poppy syndrome essentially well yeah, yeah but Austria wouldn't have known that unless of course he was having communication elsewhere but I don't think he would have been able to talk to France at that stage so who knows who knows who knows, who knows? anyway game over and um, again congratulations to the winning players of which one of which of course was Dr. Recommended did you want to do your Dr. Recommended what the Dr. Recommended segment now no 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 no. we'll go to the other one oh. that we just finished uh, oh, unless you <laughs> so like at, at, the, at the moment when Dr. Recommended is oh. listening to this he's going to go hey yeah he's going to talk to me oh, oh no no I think I talked to me we'll get to your Dr. Recommended um, <laughs> you're going to have to keep listening sorry <laughs> I think the other game though that just finished this morning yes um is the known world uh, game one of the 15 by 15 tournament. Yes. Yep. So bringing uh, new listeners and players up to speed, this is a, a tournament where in the known world 901 variant, there's 15 countries, and um, Kana and I, particularly myself, were stupid enough to sign up to this tournament where the whole premise is to play every single country. 
Uh, yeah. So, i.e., you're signing up for a tournament of 15 games, which we kind of agreed also wouldn't be played more than two games at a time. So we're kind of committing to like about two Five years, two or three <laughs> years worth of games. Oh, we'll get there though. We'll get there. Um, now this one actually saw us nearby each other. Sorry, this one saw us nearby. We started nearby. Yeah, who were um, you? Were you your wagadoo? I was wagadoo. Were you pushing the pineapple and shaking the tree? <laughs> I felt like I was to start with. I felt like I was actually getting somewhere. And I was um, Egypt. You were, and I thought we had a nice little friendly thing going on until you just kept on repeatedly moving to Macaran. And I'm just wanting you to, you know, what was going on there? Well, I'm opening up my uh, archive maps at the moment so I can see what the hell you're talking about because my memory isn't, isn't um, strong enough. I must admit, can I actually say one thing about this before we go into that? Yes. I don't know what it was, but actually I thought you were Indian this game. India. I, I kind of, whenever we talked about this this tournament, yes, and obviously it was all, all above board, we didn't know who we were and everything like that, but I always got the impression from you that one game you are getting your ass kicked and the other game you were doing pretty well in. You kind of gave this, not, not pretty well in, but you kind of gave this allure of confidence. <laughs> well, and at the time I was thinking, it's got to be India. <laughs> because India was just like going out there, smashing everyone. So um, I honestly thought that you were India, who in fact was uh, Hien Siege. So, so no, okay. So my question here, though, I'll just um, go back to the game. Right. So, so I'm looking at around about spring 906 Right. If we jump to there, oh, my maps aren't bloody loading here, yeah. You know, and I, I, I've supported you in Macaran, <laughs> and look, Oxum, he's got this. He's got this. Hard nut to crack. I can't crack it without your support. You've got Nami in Moreau. I've got Nami in Sud. I should just watch your map because I can't Luba. see what the fuck I'm doing. I keep accidentally loading up YouTube. Now, why did you not actually cut his support and help me into these areas, into Boha or Roha and Aksum? Why was there this continual? Let's just go back here so I can actually. Well, you kind of throw me in the deep end here and said, why did you do this? And it's like, I'm just looking at the map for the first why? time going, wait a second, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you talking about? Look, I was supporting, I support holding you in, in Assad. Yeah, and I've moved up here because, look, I can see France coming down and I need, I really need I can, not to have France it's, it's staying to come, it's, staying, it's actually staying to come back to me now. So, what was happening at this point in time was, you're, you're saying, hey, how come you're not supporting me into Oxum? Yeah, why aren't you helping me crack this little nut? Of well, my argument nut. was, because this was an actual gunboat game. This is gunboat, yes. Well, the whole tournament's gunboat. My argument was, well, why aren't you helping me into Oxum? Hey, I just supported you in Makuran. Did you? I did, mate. You know, that was yours. Um, so no, I moved into no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I supported you into there. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Oh, okay. I'm sending you love here in Zawilla. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent yeah, me yeah, love yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I've given you one. So I, I, I'd like something back. I, you know. Well, I, th I think... So, okay, so honestly at the time, my thoughts were... There's five SCs in this area, even including Macaran. Okay, so there's Macaran, Oxum, Adelis, Roha, and Maloa. Malau? I don't know. It sounds like a, 
an island in Hawaii. So, there's five SCs there. I honestly, I thought, look, this, this Wagadoo guy, he seems okay. And this Oxum guy who was... Who was Oxum? The Desert Fox. Ah, uh, yes. Who I, I with the Desert Fox a few times, who, yes. It kind of sounds very, you know, elusive, and maybe that's what he's trying to achieve, but I can't really remember playing against him too many times. My thoughts were there's five SCs here. I should get at least two of them, maybe three of them. And you, you were logically positioned to kind of rock on in from the centre of Africa to the east coast of Africa and take Malau and Roha and probably Atlas too. So I thought I was being quite nice by going, okay, you give me Oxum and you can have the rest. Well, that's not, what it, that's not how I interpreted it. You know, I mean, okay, so, so this actually... And then you started... No. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, all right. Oh, I remember this. And then you kept pissing me off. Honestly, you were pissing me off because it's like, I keep moving to Oxum. Why aren't you fucking supporting me? You keep going for Roha, and it's not achieving anything. I wanted you help to me into Oxum. Help me into Oxum, and then I can help you into Roha. Yeah, but I already supported you into Makuran. Oh, look, my memory's short. It's been... Sh- Oh, okay, all right. Now the other bit, the other one that there was miscommunication surrounding what was going oh, on. Oh, you were, oh, what? you were pissing me off so much in that area. You kept kind of hop. You were helping, or so, you weren't. You weren't moving into the Sea of Tangiers. Yeah, well, I took you, the Sea of Tangiers. Yeah, but then you never attacked France. Then, if you attacked France, we would still be in this game. Honestly, who took over half of Africa? France, why you never fucking moved against it? Even I kept supporting you. I supported you over and over and over and over and over again, and you fucking did nothing. But he he had three units. He was there three units supporting. Not good enough, Tana. Not good enough. (laughs) There was no way that attacking him would have helped. Look, it would have. At this stage, right? This is the threat. Look at this. Look, 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 look. Here, don't you look at me? Look, this whole area here. You could have moved Sea of Tangier, supported by Sea of Worms in the North Ocean Sea. He crumbles at that point. Because you go straight into the um, Canterbury Sea. There's like one, two, three, four SCs that are wide open. Well, he would have supported himself there. He didn't, right? though. No, no, look. Yeah, the next season he did. See? Yeah, because you all... Li- look at this limp dick moving south. What's that about? No, nah, mate, look, look. You've got to see that India is the leading player on the board, and Africa's wide open. Yeah, okay. Right, so I'm thinking, okay, all right. You know, actually, I'll, the, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my friends. <laughs> yeah, do you know the irony of this? I was thinking, like, oh, fucking wagon is useless. You know, he's having to go over there and sort out Kana. Because <laughs> I thought you were India. That's <laughs> like, oh, well, Kana's a good guy, so I guess that wagon prick, oh, well, fuck him. <laughs> well, and where did it get us, Kana? Where did it get us? At the same time, eliminated again. This, this episode, I think, will be the podcast episode the elimination. Yeah, eliminations. <laughs> well, look, I, I look. I didn't know who you were, and I thought it was your just desserts that you got destroyed by France. I did because I was supporting you again and again and again. Here, look, see, Takaran. Supporting Mauritia to Sia Tangiers, Bagawada supporting Tahurt to Mauritia. Oh, yeah. But right, you so know take, what? Take control of this. You want to attack France. Take control of that battle mode. That's what I'm trying to say. 
Because yeah. I'm looking after the south of... I'm thinking, I'll look after the south of Africa, you look after the north of Africa, and... Look, I can actually, look, in retrospect, I can see where you were coming from, but at the time I felt, look, you were abandoning me. Oh, oh, abandoning I felt like me. a jilted lover. <laughs> Oh dear. And I was doing it, I kept on again and again and again, wanting you into there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so look, so, um, Ekia 83, you know, hats off, you did well, you took advantage of um, the uh, total lack of communication in the uh, gunboat world between myself and Kana, and uh, successfully gobbled up most of us. Well, yeah, no, uh, so Eki was India, right? Was he? No, Eki was France. Eki France. Okay, so that's the other thing Her- that really... Hernsiage was uh, Hernsiage, right. So that's the other thing that sort of, you know, and, and I... All right, all right. So I felt that after, you know, France was... Eki was making inroads to you in Egypt. I was the right map. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm now... No, 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 no. Uh, what I just realised is Russia... And Germany in this game, Rough, Rough House and Bozo, yeah. are exactly the same players in the Borsk game. They are. So, to kind of watch what they're doing in this game and see if there's any uh, learnings for the next. Although I must admit, uh, both players that's... are actually doing a lot better in the, uh, the Borsk Bors. game than yeah. this 901 game. Yep, 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 yep. But... Is that a segue to the Borsk game, or can I just sort of make a little... Yeah, you can pay out on me for a little bit longer. You so. know, um, so I'm fighting a retreating battle against India, yep. right? I'm thinking, all right, I've dedicate all my troops to stop India from getting a solo. Yep. Yep. So I start moving all my units that direction, totally leave myself open to France, and then France just comes and reams me, just destroys me, right? Yep. And so at that stage, I think, fuck it, I'm going to try and throw it to India. France is being this dick to me. Surely to Christ he's going to be a dick to Germany. So, so France is being a bigger dick to you than I was to you. So and you just didn't understand a... what I was trying to communicate with you, Andy. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read the smoke signals very well. <laughs> exactly. And look, the funny part was, in this game... India was just creeping, 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 creeping up everywhere. And um, again, I don't know what it was, but I thought that you were India. And you were being really, really, sorry, you being you, India, was being really, really nice to me. And I thought, Kane has worked out that I'm Egypt. And he's just <laughs> being nice to me because he knows that, you know, he doesn't want to create waves in the podcast. He doesn't want to create an issue. How <laughs> would I know you were Egypt? I don't know. Remember, I... I, I the very first time we started talking, as I said, about two or three podcast episodes ago, and we started talking about this game, and you know, we started saying, "Oh, how's it all going?" You, you, you got the impression, "Oh, I'm not doing very well in one game. One game, I'm doing really, really well. I'm really quite pleased." Well, yeah, I, I don't know what it was, but I went, "I went, oh, it's India." <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just maybe it's just I've been in a lot of games where I'd seen India doing well, and I thought, I just hope he does well. I hope he does well because he's always losing his games. <laughs> and it wasn't even you no it wasn't me no. anyway so but that's a good segue you know that, that's a good observation Roughhouse and Bozo into the boss into the boss and um, you missed out on the big Egypt buy 
How did you miss out on that? Surely to Christ there was someone telling you, buy Egypt. Um, okay, so let me go to my next little map so I know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, right, so in this in the in the Borse game, I did receive early intel, I think it was from Wagadu, so uh, Dr. Recommended again. <laughs> Shall we talk about Dr. Re- what the doctor recommended? After this. After this, sorry, doctor. Um, so, I think he tipped me off to the idea of, oh, look, what about the idea of propping up and keeping Egypt alive and buying a shitload of his currency and, you know, going to school on this on this game? Yep. And I thought that was a, a ruse. I thought, no, he's will, he's kind of, you know, putting out the bait, slowly bringing in the line, waiting for Ambry to take the bait, and then, dead Egypt. You because know what I mean? That, that happened to Sri Vijaya earlier in the game. Yes. Yeah. So, um, instead of taking the bait, um, they decided to come and get me and attack me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you've just been, um, yeah, you're playing Byzantine. Yep. And... Yeah, look, it looks like you've got friends to your north, but your south is, is, is revolting on you. Well, look, I, I did actually receive some um, some good feedback. I can't actually I can't remember if it was coming from um, the, the good doctor from Wagadu or whether it was coming from Leaf, who was in um, Oxum. Both of whom are... Oxum? Um, Oxum? Oxum. Oxum. <laughs> anyway, one of them kind of gave me a bit of a lowdown afterwards and said, well... You're obviously getting on very well with your north, and we're a bit worried about that, so um, it's time to rock and roll on your south, pretty much. <laughs> okay, right. Yep. Well, that's fair enough. It's uh, fair enough. Oh, look, it's, it's fair enough. You know, all's fair in love and war. Um, and, you know, because actually, at the time, there were suggestions that I should help Oxum into um, Jerusalem, which would have killed off um, Egypt. I didn't want to do that for um, not not for the petty reason that I needed a supply centre. Yeah. But it really pointed to the fact of if that if that particular supply centre goes to the African Southern Power or African Powers, it would give them a very healthy number of um, uh, supply centres to convert armies into fleets and come at me in the Mediterranean. The one thing I have in my favour at the moment is a, is a half-decent Mediterranean presence to be able to defend against that. So yeah, you've I wasn't, well wasn't to comfortable, this point. Wasn't comfortable yeah. with that. Um, look, the, I, I've been doing okay. Part of this, I must admit, had something to do with the fact that Egypt did, it, did do an NMR. So I did take advantage of that situation and initially took Barca, Mubasa and uh, Cyprus. Yep. And now, then I was coming for Jerusalem. Okay, so so it was essentially uh, a conspiracy of a few to buff Egypt's buff Egypt's um, Egypt's monetary value. That's um, true. You don't have a drink. What happened to your drink? Finish, finish oh. that. Yeah. Um, what took me unex- un- su- I was surprised. It was unexpected to me. Was Arabia convoying from Yemen into Basra? I wasn't expecting that. Oh, look, that, that wasn't on the. I wasn't expecting that, and that's just that's a, a thing about the dynamic of this particular game, where it's not. It doesn't really matter theoretically what you do on the board, 
and how many supply centers you have on the board. It's obviously yeah. how much of the currency you have of whoever's in the game and doing well. Now, it cuts the victory points and being does, able to yeah, cash yeah. out and make lots of money. So, um, look, it makes good force sets to be able to do that. Um, do I see well, Egypt going through to the end game on the board? Probably because you know yeah. the people who bought up on him will like they bought up on India. They'll kind it's of surrounded you. Yeah, keep yeah. keep cashing out, keep pulling down on that poker machine and bringing out more and more money, <laughs> and then keep buying up bigger and bigger. Well, schmucks like me just get fucked over. Why? Why didn't you put in a little bit of money? Just a little bit. Into Egypt, there's like an insurance policy. Yeah, just insure yourself. Well, in my grand scheme, you would have been dead, and that would have been waste of money. Yes, thank you. Oh, well, fair enough, fair enough. So the the the, uh, the local bar staff have taken away both of our drinks now, so uh, we better get another one, hey? We do, we need another one. So we'll pause now, and we'll come back in a second. Are we going? We're running again. So, welcome back. Cheers. Cheers. More drinks. More drinks. Cider! <laughs> yeah, I moved, it, I moved across. It just feels like the weather for cider. So yep. what cider is that one? Is that a Bulmers? It's a Bulmers. Original. So the actual glass matches the drink. Yeah, they try to do that here. Yeah. I know if you go to the German club in Brisbane, it's like you get a random glass, doesn't matter what you drink, just a random glass. Oh yeah, but it'll, be, but it'll be a glass for a particular type of beer, but it doesn't necessarily actually match up to the beer. Oh right, okay. Well, this one matches. Which doesn't really matter too much for one of my friends who has a very large collection of glasses, courtesy of the German club, and he's... <laughs> they're all good. <laughs> You're pretty sure they're not listening to this, eh? <laughs> well... I kind of uh, hope not. So, <laughs> anyway, so we were still talking the horse and about oh, yeah. how um, after after talking about exploration game in nine hundred nine world nine hundred one game one, how we've been kind of eliminated from both. How I'm getting my ass totally kicked and handed to me in this game again. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, just by the way, Egypt escaped total annihilation. How strong is your currency at the moment? How strong is Byzantium? It's not too bad. I think it's around about eight or nine or ten dollars. Yeah. Okay. Um, nine dollars, eh? The problem is, there's cheaper currencies out there. I know, but are they going to be around much longer? France is cheap. France is like only two bucks. Yes. Actually, I'm worried about um, Denmark. Look, like it's going to be dead very, very soon. I've got too much currency in it. Denmark's trading at five dollars. I know, but like I've got, I know, four or five thousand units still left, and he's only got down to two supply centres. So, see, that's what happens when you try to manipulate the money early on, there, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I have not been the uh, the grand, you know, George, is it George Soros? Yeah, the manipulator. The manipulator the, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the finance markets here. Um, I've got to say, there's a number of players here who are far, 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 far more talented than me in um, uh, influencing where things go in the bourse, and uh, for that matter, on the board. So, <laughs> I, I have to say, what's happening in Asia? I've never seen it before. I've never seen it like before. That just that spread of countries at the moment, um, and I think it probably only have occurred because it's a bourse game, because they're trading currencies with each other do you think I agree um, it, it's a really eclectic spread of territories owned by India and China it like, is um, 
it's the type of thing that I was surprised when China started attacking India, much the same way that you know Indi- uh, Arabia started attacking India, because they're both heavily invested in Indian currency. Yes. So whether they intend to kind of beat him down to a vassal state type of status and then prop him up, a la exactly what they've just, well, what um, Arabia, Oxum, and Wagadu have done with Egypt. Yes. You know, keep cashing out of that poker machine. Get your money to invest in the uh, the real victory points. The real victory points. Yeah. I must admit, there have been other things that have occurred on this board in um, that last turn that really surprised me. Um, Russia stabbed Kazaria, which I didn't expect at all. Um, I felt that my in my conversations with um, with Russia with Raphouse, I thought um, no 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 he's gonna he's gonna keep Kazaria there because he could see the value of Kazaria maintaining that that central eastern front against the um, the powers from the east. Yes. And well, I, um, I have to say, not being a player, not being influenced by the just by the diplomacy. For me, just looking at the board, I felt like he was gearing up for an attack on Kazaria for a while now. Look, Raphaz is a, um, he's a, he's a great player. Uh, we've had conversations about how he plays in the past. But um, it looks like he's um, taking out Denmark. He's taking out Denmark. He's taking out Kazaria now. And uh, who knows, maybe... Maybe Bozo, maybe I'm next to the chopping block. <laughs> yeah, well, you both have open borders. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But, you know, this is this is the challenge you've got in any of these games where you're, you know, I've got I'm at war with Arabia, now Oxum and Wagadu, I'm, you know, at war with France. You know, you've only got a certain number of units that you can kind of, you know, plug yeah, the holes. I mean, the moral of the story is, you know, not pick too many fights, which I did. You know, I was only picking a fight with France, who was, you know, on his deathbed, and Arabia, who, you know, who was doing okay, you know, whatever like that. And then all of a sudden, bang, I'm up against two other players. Yeah, it replaced that vacuum. And um, I just, I mean, I know that any, any decent... I want to say decent, I don't mean decent from, you know, above board and, you know, being nice and, and you know, positive and all that type of shit. We're diplomacy players here, Andy. No, no, no. Oh. I mean, nice, sorry. Nice as in, like, actually good players, you know. Okay, yeah, I, I yeah, probably yeah. used the wrong adjective there. <laughs> a, a, a good or a great player like uh, Ralph House, who will, will understandably, now that he's got his side to pick a war with Kazaria, will kind of smash him. And then he's, well, he's, he's picked the right. He's picked pretty good timing, right? His timing, his timing throughout this game has been excellent, and that's yeah. why if you kind of have a look at the, in the bourse of um, my uh, units that I've purchased, generally speaking, I think off the top of my head, Russia is actually the highest um, investment I've got at present. I did make a um, uh, a reasonable buy in China last turn because China is yep. doing very, very well and China represented pretty good value for money at the time. Yeah, well, you've got 21,000 units in the ruble yeah. and that's pretty substantial. Hey? So, um, I don't know. The boss game is, is it's just a totally different take on things and I, 
I think I said this last time around, I'm enjoying it. Um, even now when I'm getting my, you know, I'm starting to get my ass kicked. On the board. On the board. Yeah, but in... in, in and in, well, let's just be honest, also on the boss because I'm being cut out of certain deals. Some of those deals, of course, I voluntarily cut myself out of thinking that they were full of shit. And in fact, they weren't. Well, you're smack bang in the middle on the balls at the moment, Andy. I know. You're, you're in the middle. I'm very average. I didn't bring them. I didn't bring my laptop. I pull up the graph for you. But your your stock is rising steadily. There's been a few of the higher players just recently who have either tanked or have started depreciating value of their VPs. Have they? The victory points. So you reckon if I can just drag this out for another twenty game years, I might be right. Well, keep it up. See what happens. <laughs> you know. Well, we, well, like you say, like if Russia just explodes exponentially, those 21,000 units that you have in it is going to increase in value something. I wonder who else has lots of Russian units. I'll probably have to double-check that later. Russell, Russell, Russell. Probably a good idea, hey? Yeah, but who's look, trading? Honestly, it could go either way. You know, the way... I mean, the way... Okay, with that kind of... I mean, this is this is unrated game, so it doesn't really matter, does it? Well, I But it's... No, it does matter. No, 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 but like, for example... There's your sense of honour. Yeah. You know, <laughs> diplomacy plays, sense of honour. It's a bit of a tautology. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of expect... Look, things could go any way at the moment, but I do generally expect that if I kind of look at that board as it currently stands in, for anyone who's looking at this and reading this in the future, um, spring 906... My general expectation is that Russia, China, and Wagadu are there for the long haul. Well, what about question Oxum? mark? Question mark over Oxum. Question mark over Arabia. I reckon. I reckon. Doctor recommended mm. as Wagadu is that just the type of guy to you know gobble up the rest of France, start making inroads towards me seeing Oxum then, you know, moving up towards the north, and then his undefended border, I reckon, I reckon Wagadu, Doctor Recommended, could make a bit of a stab. You know, look at look the way he's got things at the moment. He's got two units sitting around in, in um, Assad, which is probably one of the, the worst named um, diplomacy. Assad. 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 Yeah. It's, okay. got, it's got the word ass in it, so, you know, it's probably yeah, one yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, more amusing named uh, diplomacy <laughs> territories. But he's got a unit in Assad, he's got a unit in Kanem, which it is bouncing in um, Daju. And honestly, if he just decided to open things up, Oxum would be in a bit of trouble. And when you see Oxum saying to move armies up from Atlas to uh, Moreau... He's moving away from his little hard nut. I think he's going, hmm, I might need a little bit of insurance here. And I think actually that's the type of thing. That's something you could play on, mate. Maybe that's um, a bit of a bit of diplomatic politicking needed to... Look, uh, Leith, Leith's a good player. We all know that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that he's, he's starting to move that way. He's built that army in Malau or Malau or whatever like that. So the question uh, is, is he then going to move that across to Yemen? Yeah, what's know. he going to do with that? Is he going to just put it there to kind of keep Wagadu happy, but in fact, next term, move it out to Roa and start, you know... Maybe, maybe Oxen might actually stab Wagadu first. 
Well, you know, I mean, maybe you can get a... You know where where I am. You can kind of send me a message at any time uh, in the game saying, hey, let's get rid of Doctor. (laughs) He keeps gate-crashing your podcast over and over and over again. Okay, Doctor, let's do the names. Come on. Okay, so on to... What the Doctor recommended. Um... Okay. So let's bring up the Hall of Fame. Well, let's do it on yours because I can't reach my Hall of Fame on this one. Oh, yeah, yes, it oh, hang on, I yep. can. Oh, shit. Um, so what we're going to have to do, the Hall of Fame, as you kind of remember last time around, the, the segment, what the Doctor recommended was, um, Doctor recommended, thought that we were such, we are just bastardising everybody's name so much. Our English was absolutely our horrendous. Our English, or our, yeah, because of being, you know, uncouth Australians, that, you know, we should spend a little bit of time going through and um, pronouncing everyone's, oh, sorry, not everyone, but a whole heap of players' names. So we got to number 30 last time, which was Doctor Recommended, but he's, he's actually dropped to number 32. So I can't remember actually where we were up to last time and who we were in and who we were out. So we kind of just play safe and maybe go up to about 25 and then come back down again. Start from 25 and go down. So how long are we going to go for this time? Go for a minute go for two minutes? Oh, uh, let's do a minute, see how we And we're just going to take it in turns. Yes, and unless we disagree with each other. Okay. So we're starting to actually form some rules around this, unlike last time around where we just kind of fucked it up over and over and over again. So, are you going to go first or am I going to first? You go first. Okay, so ready, set, go. Number 25 is Patsky. Mercy. Oh, Devonian. Who? Devonian. (laughs) Botchukul. Oh, it's right. We actually had this one last time around. I don't know if it's Gummers or Gomers. Gummers, it's got to be gummers. You say gummers, I reckon it could be goomers. Goomers? Goomers. No, it's gum, it's gummers. It's like the Goonies, but goomers. <laughs> We're 30 seconds already, we've done three names. Blue Cthulhu. Yeah, that one makes sense. Uh, Roxar. Doctor recommended, yep. Um, Tantrumizer. J.R. Tolkien nerd. Dan Farabderb. Dijon 0707. I reckon that's Dayhan 0707. Dayhan? That's Dijon. No, it's Dayhan. Dayhan, Dayhan is a Spanish name for um, giving something. So I reckon he's... Well, what about Diwan? Diwan. Wouldn't that have a U in it? Like D-E-J-U-A-N? In other languages. Yeah, we're going to need more than a minute. We're already at a minute. Okay, keep going. Big Rob. God. Big Rob, Jesus. Undercover. Amwinkle. Amwid... Fucking hell. Have another beer. M. Widkley. See, I reckon it's M. Widkley. Okay. C. Norman. C. C. Norman 14. Yeah. Yeah. Brett J. 72. Diatan 4. Uh, Mario Fantuzzi. It's Fantuzzi. That sounds like the Shantuzis. Remember the Shantuzis? No. Oh, you weren't. You weren't. You're, you're too young. Yeah. Chantuzzi's. It was, uh, it was a, a boy band, girl band from Australia in the late 80s. Huh. Okay. Um, Diddy Goose. Toddy Goldsmith. Toddy Goldsmith. Yeah, she was a rather... Um, so anyone, anyone who's listening to this now, just kind of Google so, Toddy Goals in Google Images. You had a crush when you were a teenager. I did. When I, was in, when I was in school, I had a crush on Toddy Goldsmith. But anyway. <laughs> um, so there you go. So, uh, Diddy Goose. Yeah. Ingibot. Uh, the Ambassador. And that's where we should stop it because that's two minutes. Very good. That's actually a good stopping point. Except for the fact that the ambassador has fallen from number 40 to 47. What happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. I keep it. fucking losing games. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.
Ah, <laughs> oh, kinda, kinda, kinda. But that's part of the part of the game, though. You got to learn how to take a loss. Hey, you know. I mean, I, I'm learning a lot at the moment. <laughs> You're learning a lot. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I know, I know. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but no, no. Especially for the younger players who are just starting to come out into yep. this game. Um, it's all very fun. It's all fun and games while you're drawing and you're maybe winning a couple or you but that that point where you've invested a lot of time and a lot of energy into an ally and cultivating that relationship in game yep. and then they stab you now that is something that is it's worthwhile um, learning how to overcome in the, in the, in the game it's part of the game yeah um, and, and uh, well, I know for me, it, it, playing it for quite a while now, in the first couple of years, was a big learning experience figuring that one out. Hey, right? Yeah, look, it's, I, I, I agree with you. I think if you're kind of new to the game, yeah, you could kind of get very quickly and easily, not damaged because it's just a game, but you can go, oh, you guys are a bunch of assholes. You know what I mean? Every single one of you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So um, and look, I know there's been a couple of there's been a couple of threads both in V Diplomacy and also WebDip lately where there's clearly newer players and yes. they're kind of trying to get a bit of an idea of what's going on. I mean, there's a, there's a whole thread that's within within Web Diplomacy of all these players from from Churchy, which is like a school yeah, what, here in what, Brisbane. What the hell is that? I don't, <laughs> is that here? It is. It's, it's like I made a post said, you guys are like five minutes down the road from me. That's kind of a bit weird. Um, you're kidding, it's Brisbane-based kids, are they? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's churchy oh, in, in Brisbane. Yes, I thought it was some sort of schoolies week or something. You no, know? I don't know what it was. But, yeah. you know, oh. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they've got a teacher there who's kind of like, hey, you know, we're going to teach you a thing, with kid, thing or two kids about life, and <laughs> yeah. first thing you know you're going to get fucked over, so start learning some skills, go play diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to WebDip, hey. Yeah. Actually, I, I reckon it'd be a really cool way to introduce geography. You know, um, politics. Yes. Um, and even, even military history. Military history. Even writing skills. Persuasive yes. writing. Yes. English yeah. communication. English communications. I mean, it ticks on a whole heap of boxes, doesn't it? It is. It's a kind of like it's a game that just keeps on giving when it comes to your um, your growth as a person. Well, you pretty soon learn the proper way to use you know punctuation. Or pronunciation. <laughs> we're, we're experts at pronunciation, particularly players' names and uh, units and territories and, and countries. We are, mate, we're gold stars. We're well, five gold stars. Five gold stars. Double plus good. <laughs> uh, we're talking about web diplomacy. Um, oh, web diplomacy. I think in the last episode, what did we say? We, had, we had big news. Yeah, web diplomacy. What's going on over there, guys? Well, I think... When we recorded, which was um, a while ago now, um, they were like a week off from launching a whole heap of new variants, and nothing's happened. I don't know what's happened there. So where have they gone? What's happened? I don't know. I'm oh. hoping maybe everyone's just busy. And yeah, it is that soon. time of year, though, isn't it? You yeah. know, things are getting busy. It's winding up to Christmas. Lots of commitment. Family a lot commitments. of family commitments going on. Friend commitments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, between now and Christmas, I don't know about you, but like I've just got so many bloody catch-ups with people oh, and things. And yeah, and you know, getting over that staff Christmas hangover party. And See, I'm not going to our staff Christmas party this year. Avoiding it? 
I've gone all the times lately, but um, I mean, I'm going on leave, so it's like only a day or two before I go on holiday, so okay, it's like, yeah, oh, I've got to get yeah, my shit yeah, together, yeah, and yeah. do I really want to kind of wake up on Saturday morning, massive hangover, and have to kind of start packing and yeah, you know, yes. And a cruise is not something you can be late to, is it? You know. No, 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 no. Hey? So they'll first, leave without you. First cruise. So um, other things we kind of mentioned in the last episode, which haven't come to fruition, apart from um, there not being extra variants in web diplomacy. Yeah, boo. Is we did talk about maybe a, a, a few interviews coming up. So I, I in fact, uh, wasn't able to make it to the Poppycon convention in Melbourne, so therefore didn't do an interview with our Tim Can. And our, um, we were hoping to do, actually this episode, a bit of a, a deep dive into one versus one games. And we were going to be talking to um, uh, Devonian slash Devonian. Um, Devon, he's got, he's got to tell us how it's pronounced. I know, that's, that's got to be yeah, question number question one. Question number one. Is it Devonian or Devonian? And he'll say it's, it's, it's neither. It's neither, it's something else entirely. <laughs> so... Um, he, uh, we were hoping to kind of get in touch with him before this current podcast. Yep. But much in the same way that our current style when it comes to interviews is we promise and then we fail to deliver for a couple of episodes and then we come <laughs> then we good. finally get there. Yeah. We're kind of uh, keeping to that track record. So we, we, we should get there sooner or later. We will get there. And, and one be, you know, one versus one games, so it'd be quite a you know, treasure trove to delve into. And um, for for those of you who uh, missed it on the last ep- episode, um, Devonian is our um, current one versus one champion on VTIP. On, yes. on tournaments, yes. On tournaments, he's, yeah. yeah. He's, he's winning the current tournament, but he's been like the winner for like three or four years prior to that, year after yeah. year after year after year. Yeah. yeah. So keen to have keen to chat to him and see what he has to say about um, well, early game openings um, yep. and what to do mid-game. You know when it. When you hit that at that spot, what, what what's the best kind of way to do it? Is it being unpredictable, or is there a, a, a formula to this? Yeah, look, I'm really interested. To, I mean, I'm. You're right. Is it, it, there's got to be some type of formula to it because you can't be that good, that consistently, without having some. Maybe not a formula, maybe a framework, it's, whatever. Is there yeah, something there? Some, you know some sort I mean? of structure that you're working within. I yep. mean, uh, it's kind of a bit of a. Oh, no, 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 I won't, I won't go into one versus one games now. We'll, we'll, we'll do it next time around, because otherwise we'll kind of muddy the waters. Um, so we are kind of moving on on time. Do we want to talk about a couple of other things as well? Um, yes, uh, let's let's jump in. It's also WebDip related. Um, there's a variant that's popped up, and um, they've agreed to CC me in. It's going to be an email game. Oh, I didn't know um, you were going to be CC'd in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be on um, three seasons a year variant. Now, when I first read the forum post, I thought, three seasons? That's what a normal game is, eh? You know, like yeah, there's like spring, there's autumn, and then there's your build phase in winter. Yes, but then on fir- you know, I thought, what about this? Is this person trolling? But then on further thinking about it, it actually um, is three seasons and then a build phase. So you have That's spring. really four seasons. Yeah, it becomes four seasons. Okay. Yeah, so you'd have your spring, summer, summer autumn, winter. winter, and then builds. winter would be your builds. Okay. And yeah. this is being done as an email game? Um, yeah, because... Well, yeah, it is being done by an email because game. Because you can't do it on the um, the PHP thing because it would have kittens. Well, uh, I suppose if you had dedicated people in it, you could um, extend, extend, or just, you know, um, everyone enter no moves, holds, 
and sort of skip a turn. But that's <laughs> I, I guess that's a, a complex solution uh, for a simple problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. um, you could do it on VDIP. You could. Um, could you? Yeah, you'd have, oh, to, have, you'd have right. to have a game master who then, whenever a turn didn't coincide with a build phase, when it needed to be a build phase, they just automatically said, okay, all moves are in, next turn. And everyone. Yeah. How would that work? Well, you've got a certain set of um, powers as a. Uh, as a moderator, right. um, and so you're saying so you might a, play spring, and then what you do something else? I, I, I'm not sure what you mean. Um, no, no, no. You'd use this one here as a game master. Oh, on, process um, game now. You'd, you'd hit the process game now. So you'd okay. wait for the phase to tick over, and then you just hit that before put, anyone puts in orders. Yep. And it will go straight into the next season. And then you go process again. Yeah, hit it twice if needs be until it gets to the correct. You have, okay. to, you have to monitor so, it. Let's, okay, so... No, I'm not going to go there. We're going we're to get down into the, the wormhole of what being a mod actually means and does and works. And well, it's, being a game master... No, no, being a game master on a turn... Like, you could oh, be a game master. Oh, so this is a game master yeah. rule, it's not a mod rule. No, yeah, yeah. So okay. some of these tools are available to mods. Okay. But this is, this is the, you know, the direct action forms which you can put into... If you're a game master, so you've got things like extend phase. Um, you can change the press type. Um, you can force a user into uh, civil disorder. I've never actually looked at this because I've never actually been a game master before. Um, you reset process time, changing the phase length. Um, you can disable. How, how does how does a player see this if they're kind of listening to the podcast and going, "Oh, this is interesting. Where the hell do I find that information? Where is it within Vita?" Um, well, you actually have to stick up your hand to be a game master on the game creation. So when you create a game and yep. you say, not only am I going to create a new game, it's going to be a game where I'm the game master. That's right. And at that yep. point, then you've got these, all these other uh, options or ways of actually managing the game. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, part of the reason for doing this was there was, there was a whole heap of tournaments um, coming through on VDIP. And the mod forum was being inundated with requests. Can you extend this game? Can you pause this game? Right. Um, can you change the, the mode? Can you skip this turn? Blah, 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 blah. And so um, Ollie decided, well, hang on. How about I just make a, 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 a role called the game director or game master and just give the most commonly requested things given to the mods, Yep. the power to the game creator, and just let them deal with that. They okay. want to do special rules games. Okay. Um, so that was a bit of a tangent from the three seasons per year, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of. Um, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the game evolve. Actually, it, it'll be interesting. Is it being played on a? Um, so this is being played at WebDiv, or is this, it's, it's been done as a straight email. It's an email game. They're, they're doing it as an email game. Okay. Um, so. Commander Brian. It's actually, it was interesting. Um, I'll digress for a moment, just a little bit about this. We, we actually, I haven't mentioned this to you at all, Hannah. We had our first um, private message that came through to the uh, the Diplomacy Games Facebook page oh, uh, a cool. couple of weeks ago. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so obviously someone had listened to us and went, oh, you guys must know your shit. So obviously they don't listen to us very well. And especially after listening to today's episode. <laughs> 
and they kind of sent me, well, sent me, because I should give you access to this page so you can kind of check it out as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, they sent me a, uh, a, no, it was actually, it was a photograph of a board, like a proper web diplomacy, not web, a proper diplomacy board. Yes. Okay? And um, it had all the units on it where people were in it saying, I'm not sure what I should do. What's your recommendation? And <laughs> it has been so long since I've actually played a board. And this would have really fucked me up if I went to the Poppycon thing. It's because I don't play face-to-face and I play online. Online's great because when you kind of take over a supply centre... It changes colour. It changes colour. And you know... <laughs> What are your supply centres? And what does the other guy's supply centre have? And because this is on a photograph of a board, it's like he had to describe to me who owned all the fucking supply centres. It's like, oh, God, that's so confusing. How do you remember all that stuff? Exactly. Yeah, but when you're in the thick of it on a face-to-face game, I'm sure you you, you, you remember that. And the game, the, the game guy, the game master has a list of who has what. Yeah, the game master would, but you know, the players might be a bit, you know, stupid. Like I don't me. know. I don't know. If it, if it was me and I was introducing the game to someone on the board, I'd have little flags, different coloured flags. That would, you know, you get a little bit of blue tech. I don't know what it's called in other countries. Um, a lot of countries don't have it. Don't have blue tech. No. So okay. So you get a whole heap of little flags of different countries and you just grab them into the board. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, well, you just, you know, like a whole heap of red ones for chewing gum. You know, get chewing, some chewing yeah, gum. Chewy, yeah, okay, yeah. so so blue tech is like chewing gum. Okay, blue tech for those of you, you probably got another name for it in other hell? countries. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what the, what we learnt they were called in Australia because it's blue. Um, I got I got educated on blue tech when again sorry back to the 80s when I was like in you know a high school teenager you put posters up on your wall and shit like that and you always put blue tech on there because that way it's not going to damage the wall and you're not going to get in trouble from your mum although when you take it off inevitably it pulls (laughs) off the paint or the wall wall, wall paper in the 80s and you know you still get in trouble from your mum but um I think it's probably come a long way in technology. But anyway, that's not the end of it. So it kind of resembles a bit like if you kind of had a bit of chewing gum, chew it up, and then you kind of can put something to it and stick things to it. Yeah, but it's not as, um, it's not as, it's not quite as sticky as chewing gum. No. Um, but and, it, and, and it doesn't harden like chewing gum over time. It doesn't harden, no. It just stays like a uh, A little bit blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Blind? Yeah, it is blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a putty ball that yeah. doesn't set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, you put these little flags on the board. That would be awesome. That way you'd understand. But then you have to have all these flags. Yeah, well, you're, you're just little toothpicks with a cutout of... Here's an idea. Here's a, here's a wonderful business opportunity. Maybe we'll just pause it now and, and delete this so no one can hear us. And we'll have yeah, Cater and I will go and make Cater and Andy <laughs> Enterprises and we'll take over the world. Someone who goes off and sells flags of all the different countries with blue tack so that when you have a board you can kind of do this stuff <laughs> why, why are you fixating on blue tack <laughs> can't you just put it in little blocks why would you want to use blocks you have to make the blocks then well no you just have little blocks with a little hole drilled into them and then you just 
I can't do woodwork. It took me a whole... When I was in grade 7 at school, it took me a whole year to make a single shelf, bookshelf that was like about a foot and a half long. It took me all fucking year. Here we go. I didn't know... Canby's no carpenter. <laughs> Which is ironic because my father early on, very, very early on, his late teens was a carpenter and his father was... So my grandfather was a carpenter. So it just like... Obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a recessive gene. It just totally skipped me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What um, are we talking about? That's oh, right. So, so, oh. so, 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 someone sent through a photograph saying, "What do you yes. reckon about this?" Okay, and I provided my advice. So I didn't hear anything back. So it's just a damn internet. <laughs> damn it! Um, I, was, oh, I was reading an interesting article um, that's talking about um, that sort of behavioural science behind. Um, uh, addiction to internet, yeah, private messages and Facebook emails and, and Facebook shit. and all that sort of stuff, and you know this idea that you have to keep checking and checking and checking in case another a message comes in, and at that point you know, oh yeah, yeah, it's happening, you know, and diplomacy is like my Facebook. It is. I don't do Facebook. I'd agree. Look, I've got, I've got a Facebook account, but um, I probably use it. I'll, I'll like randomly probably about once a week maybe once every two weeks just kind of go on and just see what's going on and just go like 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 just to kind of you know seem so, like I'm doing something yeah, yeah, yeah. but the only other time I actually post or anything is like when I go away on holiday just so that people overseas or sorry back in Australia know that hey I'm okay oh okay yeah yeah well that, that makes sense that does make sense also take a photo of you relaxing on a on a beach on a beach sitting around drinking my wine <laughs> you poor sucker sweltering through a talking about talking about wine talking about beer yes. uh, your cider is empty would you it like is. another cider I think we should do that and um, actually we wanted to talk about just two more things so have a pause we come so, back so, yep. so are you having a bulmus uh, yes a bulmus ok we'll be back in a, in a moment folks and we're back folks yes and drink number three number three Cheers. Cheers. The uh, the barman said, look, when I came with asked for a bulmus, he said, do you want the apple or the pear? Oh, don't make Not, it go pear shape. I thought, oh, I'd, pretty much they said, do you want the girly man drink or just the girly drink? <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, so um, <laughs> in the brief interlude, before I went, went away, you actually kind of, you kind of didn't like my idea about having little flags and selling them. <laughs> I don't do it. I just... I can imagine you're taking over Wall Street one flag at a time. Well, you know, it's about making America great again. <laughs> Wave your flag. <laughs> I reckon it'd be easy, though, to be able to... I mean, it would be so cheap to get French flags, English flags... American flags? No, 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 but look, that for, for, like, a, 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 um, a classic game. Oh, Yes. Um, you could probably get away with Italian flags, although theoretically back then you had like a crest in the middle of the Italian flag. But you need to actually produce, especially because you wouldn't be able to get a hold of it very, very easily, the, um, the Russian imperial flag, the German imperial flag, the Austrian imperial flag and the Ottoman flag. Yes, that would be tricky, wouldn't it? Yeah, you have to probably go to you know Alibaba and order 10 million of them to make it economical. Yes. There's probably not like 10 million diplomacy players in the world though. So you'd be running a loss of what? A couple five of million. Cents, uh... <laughs> 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 oh, 
Anyway, also anyway, yeah. also during the break of me going to get drinks, you started playing with your uh, tablet, and you've got some interesting observations here from Rap House. Yes, yes, well, yes, Rap yes, House. yes. Um, basically, um, happy that Mouse made it into the draw. Um, it took a principled stand. As was Mouse the one who was only who actually survived with only one SC. Yeah, that's right. Byzantium survived with one. Um, that's yeah, amazing. It is. It's, it's you know what that tells me? He's totally, in, totally, totally, totally encompassed by Russia, and Raphaus, Raphaus didn't stab him, didn't get rid of him. That tells me Raphaus has got principles. He does have principles. He's not just a dot grabber. A yeah. what grabber? A dot grabber. A dot grabber, no. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah. So, um... No, so he's congratulating Mouse for um, seeing that India was... Um, on his way and to um, pretty much put himself at grave risk to stop India. Um, he was also saying the same to France that um, he knew he was hoping to have invaded Russia but backed off just in time to stop the, uh, the solo. We are talking the known world one yes, game that's just one, finished. Yep. Yep. Um, just in case we kind earlier. of... Yep. Um, also... Uh, Germany being stubborn uh, what's he say I do appreciate you stopping the attack um, but he sure as hell made it dif- difficult I took Bow Russia as an absolute necessity build for the east um, your nation was a pain in the ass all game alright fair enough I've got a question for you why is Bow Russia called Bow Russia why where's Bow Russia Bow Russia so, look, where it's physically positioned is kind of like old-school East Prussia, really. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, when I was, when I was a lot younger and um, heard about this country called Prussia, I thought, why is Prussia and Russia so close linguistically as an actual name, at least in the English language? Beats me. I, I have absolutely no idea why it's been called Bo Russia. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe our more intelligent um, players can PM us and let us know why. And your message, your message title is why the fuck pro Russia? Don't pro Russia. 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 Russia is called Russia. Although we could probably just Google and find it in five seconds flat, but you know. Actually, um, David Cohen. Oh the, yeah, the, the guy who um, he recently PM'd up. Yeah, I said something through the uh, the forum and the diplomacy. I'm saying he's quite busy in real life. Um, thanks for all the kind words about his variant in episode um, one. In episode one, still obviously. got another six or seven to go. He's through. got a bit of catch up, um, and he plans on catching up with our other podcasts. So that's pretty awesome, David. Um, he actually um, sent me some ideas he has on a variant that he's off he's, he's working on. Okay. Um, so maybe is, it, is he able to talk about it or not really? Oh, it's the dawn of the Enlightenment age. It's looking at maybe organising some maps. I'm, I'm not really too sure exactly where he's headed with it. Yeah. I, I think for me to really just muck around with map ideas, I need um, for him to send me a, a rough sketch and then I can sort of play on it from there. Um, he sent me a list of countries and regions that he thought would be playable in it. Um, Visually, I'm still having a little bit of trouble conceptualising it a bit. 
you know, our last episode we talked about the, like the idea I had about having an American presidency type of variant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I haven't done anything like that, so don't worry about no. it. They get excited. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. But during the week, once we went, oh yeah, yeah, let's get together and we'll have a couple of drinks and we'll re- you know, record a podcast. I know what it was. Besides, it popped in my head around a, another another map, another variant, which was purely historical. You know what I mean? Yes. I can't remember what the fuck it was. I always thought a variant based around Angkor Wat would be interesting. The Khmer Empire. Okay. I've been to Angkor Wat. You've been there? I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you would have been around that area too. You know, so You've been to Southeast Asia, but the answer sure ain't there. Uh, is that the lyric? Is it? K-San. Go. go on, sing it. Because I've been to Southeast Asia and the answer sure ain't there. And I'm something, something. Last train out of Sydney's old. Last plane. Last plane out of Sydney's old. I always thought it was the last train. That's plane. Plane. Oh, I'm screwed. Okay. Okay, so anyone non Australian, uh, Google or go to YouTube and look for Cold Chisel. K-San, which is K-H-E-S-A-N. Maybe you can put like a, a link to the YouTube clip on, a, on I the... I could, uh, but it doesn't actually add any value at all to what we're talking about. So maybe I'll all. just delete all this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does, because because they're making Bandit, a variant Bandit, about Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. Yeah. But, but, but based it in um, the Khmer Empire, yeah. you've got um, you've got Pagan, yeah. the Laotian Empire, you've got um, Siem Reap. Yep. Right, um, and along the coast you've got the Kampa empires, the North Kampa and South Kampa, and maybe even at the top you could have, um, I don't know, Chinese influence perhaps sticking in. Yeah, well the Chinese, the Chinese did have an impact, so where it was like there's the Chinese, the, um, what was the name of it? There was like a, 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 a proto-Vietnamese type of presence around Camper. Camper, was it? Was it? I don't know. I can't remember. I've been to I've been to um I've been to Cambodia and I've been to Vietnam twice. I've been to China. But I'm trying to remember the uh, the proto Vietnamese state was more based around Hanoi around that area. And there was a different state that was based around kind of the southern parts of of um of Vietnam, but then there was a lot of that influence that came across from the Khmer. Was it Khmer? What's the name of the, of the Khmer. Khmer Kingdom at the time? And then they built all those temples and shit everywhere. Yeah, that's them, the ones. Um, and those are pretty amazing temples. Oh so, my God, so, that's uh, bad. So <laughs> for those of you who uh, can't watch what uh, Kane has got on his little screen, he kind of automatically blew up on his iPad. A, uh, a photograph of the Khmer Empire, and it was all hazy, hazy, and, and every single ex- example he goes to at the moment keeps being hazy, throwing his hands up in the air. It's looking very unpleasant. Hey, I mentioned when we turned up, but we we didn't actually put on on, on tape. You've got a big beard still. Yeah, it's still growing. Yeah. Two or three episodes ago, you said you were doing that for Protect you're going to get you're, no, you're going to yeah. get rid of it yes. before November. So you had the just moustache and then you kind of got your wife to kind of accept the moustache again. I kind of grew towards it. You know, I feel what, very Aristotelian. What happened to Mrs. Kana? Does so? she kind of go... You, oh, oh, she she's likes going the, along with she it. She likes the beard she, now? She's, she's okay with it. She hasn't said anything otherwise. She wants to trim it. Which is fair enough. I did trim it. 
it doesn't look on it looks untrimmed. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it does look trimmed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're looking very uh, what's the name of that guy that keeps hanging out with um, Oh shit. In in Game of Thrones, um, the Khaleesi. You look a lot like Davos. No, 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 no. no. Uh Joe jo- no, what's his name? Fuck. The guy from Bear Island. Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> Bear Grylls. Uh, what's his name? Mormont. Um, Mormont. Mormont. Yeah, Jonah yeah. Mormont. You're looking a lot like Jonah Mormont at the moment. I just need um, you scaly need, arms. You have scaly arms, <laughs> a bit of a, you know, rough tunic type of thing that... You're looking very Jonah Mormont. Oh, well, okay. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> I, I hear from, you know, little... little my birds, i.e. the internet. <laughs> When's it coming back, Game of Thrones? You know? I think it's normally about February or whatever like that, but they've done a lot of the filming, and you know, the, the rumour on the street is that uh, you're going to get to um, spend a little bit of time with the Khaleesi. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Well anyway. done, Kano. You've, you've really made it. I've broken into Bear Island. <laughs> if, if that's your euphemism, it's all good by me. <laughs> hey, what is it? What is it? It's all right. It's a diplomacy podcast. It's got nothing to do with Game of Thrones or your sex life. Oh, we can talk about Westworld as well if you want to. I haven't watched Westworld yet. I've downloaded an episode, but I haven't watched it yet. You haven't watched it yet? I really enjoyed it. I've heard it's very good, though. It is, it is, it is. Um... I picked one of the twists in about episode 8. And it's not got anything to do with the movie either. Where can you see it? Where can you see it legally? Well, I don't know where you can see it legally. <laughs> 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 oh, delete this bit. <laughs> so, we all watched that legally. Good job. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Netflix uh- maybe. I'm glad we, I'm glad we, glad we use pseudonyms like Kaner and Ambry. No one could possibly work out who the fuck we are. So, on that basis, let's go look at a map that you created ages ago. Haven't played for a while. Um, I didn't create it. It was a guy. So you Moscow. adapted it. I just adapted it. This is the variant USA. Yeah, because it's not a war without the USA. It's the catchphrase. Um, this was a variant that when it popped up years ago in diplomacy, I loved. Because yes. I love the premise. It's a simple, simple premise. So, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm talking too much. No, you no, talk, no, it's no, your no, map, no, no, you no, go no, for no, it. No, it's not my map. I just, I just converted it. No, the okay, map okay. has been floating around for donkey's years. So, look, for the boys and girls of diplomacy out there, obviously, we're very, very much used to classic, which is set as, you know, 901, but basically it's World War One. Well, what happens in World War One later in the game? That's right, the Americans decide that they can go into it. That's right. So, this particular uh, variant is classic diplomacy... But with America. Yes. So it adds a Pacific Ocean, an Arctic Ocean, and an Indian Ocean. So it's, and a South Atlantic Ocean. So that's... What? My God, Lots the oceans. hitting me. You know, it's not that many oceans. One, two, three, four. I had to count that. Four ocean territories. That's it. Um, and it's added two territories to the um, east of Russia and Turkey. It's called Asia and Serbia. Um, and it's just plonked No, in. not Serbia, Siberia. Serbia, yeah, Siberia. Serbia's over here oh my God. next to Trieste and Budapest. 
this side is kicking in, eh? Anyway, so it's added Siberia. And um, the USA, which has got San Francisco, Middle America, Washington, New York City, and Canada. And I just love the, uh, the, the, the aesthetic of the guy's design, actually. It's just gone, yep, I'm just going to put this country in here. I'm not even going to bother making it look like it's America. It just drops it there. It's just a big square. It's a bit of a, it's, it's a bit of an oh fuck it moment. It's like, so those of you, uh, look, we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes to the actual variant. But if you can imagine a classic map, okay? So you got that, great. Next thing you need to think about is past Russia. What, what um, Kana was saying is you've just got like a big rectangle that says Siberia and a little square under it that says Asia. And then just, you know, topped and tailed like almost like a frame in a painting with Pacific Ocean, Arctic Ocean, Pacific Ocean again, and a little bit of Indian Ocean that kind of borders Pacific, Asia, and Syria. Um, and USA is looking like a big cigarette right there. It's just I, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. It's like the cigarette box with the three massive cigarettes down the middle. And yep. one of those cigarettes is cut in half. Yes, yes. Um, um, so you've got San Francisco, which is this west coast, and it's got an SC. Middle America, which is just the territory, and then Washington in the south, and New York City in the north. And Canada and, for the bill. And yep. neutral Canada. Yes. Which is interesting, because I reckon Canada should be England, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, but it is. It, 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 and, and, okay, so one of the special... Can we, can we actually give a bit of a, a shout-out to the creator? T. Moskul. Um, I, I never found out his first name, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's a nice map. It's, it's weird because, honestly, you could actually take the classic map and try to pretty it up with a pretty America, a pretty Asia... But this is just so nice and simplistic. It just it does the job and it does the job well. And yeah. it's 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 got a great gameplay because it actually starts putting squeezes France and England more and more into being a central power because no longer are they on the extremities. And in fact, and it also no does longer the same for Russia and does Turkey. Russia and Turkey on the extremities. Yeah, the borders wrap around. So yeah. um, San Francisco can sail to uh, the Pacific Ocean. And land in Siberia the next season, two seasons to, to Siberia, yeah. two seasons to Asia, and then bang, you're Saint Petersburg, yeah. and the Americans are running around in um, Saint Petersburg, Moscow. Yeah, you could. Well, you they could, can't you go could to convoy, Moscow because they're yeah, convoy. Yeah, well, you could convoy to Asia, and you know, you've got an army that threatens Sevastopol, Armenia, and Syria, or just sail around the world. Hey, you know, that would be a, that would be a goal, like around the world convoys. I like this map. I like this map. I have played this um, variant, but it's been a while since I've played this variant. Um, I haven't checked how long it's been or, or refreshed as my memory. Well, it's actually fallen out of favour um, recently. Maybe um, we need to make it... Although there is a, a game a ongoing at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it hasn't sort of completely disappeared. But um, when I did uh, convert it, it, it was very popular for a while. There's a lot of people playing this game. Um, I guess um, we should sort of just make a, a note here that um, the US doesn't need 18 supply centres to win, it only needs 14. Um, and that's also to reflect the fact that it has to travel a further distance to get to any sort of supply centre um, on the board. Yep. It kind of really has to ally um, with one of the original powers to be allowed onto Europe because the powers could restrict 
the one thing that I think is actually, again, it's been a while since I've played, but um, one aspect of the game that I think is actually changes the dynamic a lot is St. Petersburg. So normally St. Petersburg, obviously, you, um, you open with a fleet, either south coast or, or north coast. Normally it's... No, no, no. It's, it's, you start with the south coast. South coast. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Is this... I can't remember. Is this... Do you have like a build phase beforehand? Or no, is it, no. You're just given the units. So you're just given south coast? You're just given south coast. That's normal. Yeah. That's a shame because like if you were um, St. Petersburg and you decided to build north coast, you could go St. Petersburg, north coast, to Arctic Ocean... And, and start having a, into, a, a yeah. play for North America going to Canada, although it's highly likely, obviously, New York City will go straight to Canada from day one. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could. This you is, could, a, this could, is yeah. a, an, I think, an undervalued game, an undervalued map and period. I reckon this needs a few more people playing it. What, a 7x7 seven seven tournament, perhaps? Or maybe 8x8, eight eight, seeing as 8 players? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. It is, it is, it is. It's just, oh, yeah. After committing to the 15 by 15 tournament... And 8 by 8 doesn't seem too bad, does it? No. I've, I've been very conscientiously trying to reduce the number of games. I mean, I think I'm down now to technically about four. Four? Four. It's got a lot to do with the fact that I keep losing games and getting eliminated. Um, well, I just picked up two games recently. It's um, Both ones I haven't tried before, so they're entirely new variants to me. Which are they? Um, Atlantic Colonies. I love Atlantic Colonies. It's a beautiful map. Oh, it's, it's it's the, it is, honestly, yeah. the most gorgeous map. I know I kind of raved on last time around about 1066 with my own vanity about my own map. No, but, this one um, beats it down. I totally agree. I remember seeing this map in the lab and going, that's the... That's the that's the best map I've ever seen ever. On the, uh, it's just it's so visually the aesthetics wonderful. The so so to, to give you an idea, the the, the board is a it, 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 the, no 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 no. Let's do let's do Atlantic Colonies next time. Oh, next time, okay. Yeah yeah yeah. And the other one I picked up recently is a um one of those Africa. Oh, African one. Africa. Yes. Yeah yeah. And I've always sort of stepped away from that, not wanting to. Um, really get involved in that because it just looked really unbalanced. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh no, you look. I'll give it a shot, and we'll see. We'll see how we go with it. Yeah, we'll see how we go with it. Um, and look, both of them, I'm enjoying it. Enjoying the map. Enjoying the new uh, options. Kana brings up the map, and I'm just like, like Homer Simpson over a donut. You know, it's just. Uh, uh, We'll do a bit. We'll be a tease for the next episode because yes, we, we have to have to, have to do Atlantic Colonies. But yep. if you haven't already, we'll include in the show notes links off to the Atlantic Colonies variant. This is a beautiful map. I've pl- I've actually it's been a while since I played this map. Maybe about six months. So you played this before? Then. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably about nine months actually. Um, but I've played a probably uh, a good four or five, maybe six games of this map. I love a map. Yeah. It's a, it's it's yep. just so, and it's not just the visual dynamics. I think the way the territories are placed are just spot on. So the colour schemes in browns, there's four players: um, Spain, Portugal, England, and France. Obviously, these guys were involved with the uh, you know the slave triangle, you know, um, 
that was established at the time. Yes, you know um, the sugar trade as well, and so it's that age of it's that age of era, era, not area. This is the era, era of uh, colonisation. Colonisation, and um, grab what you can. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, four players. Great game. Great anyway, game. We don't we'll go into more detail later. Next, maybe next maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe we should. We'll wait until you finish this game and talk on this one, and then we'll talk yep. about the game and your experience in a very more detail. Yep, 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 yep. So um, we've done uh, a few bits and pieces. Is there anything else? Do you want to cover off your your, your new suggested segment? Oh, okay. So uh, this is just a shout out. So what do you guys think about um, a segment um, called "How Does Bozo Do It"? <laughs> just, just came to mind that every game I played with the guy. He manages to either survive or win. Yep. Right? It nearly or draw. Or draw. Yeah. It nearly What's his every stats? single game. I just don't understand how he does it. I mean, when when uh, when Kana suggested the idea of having a segment called How Bozo Does It, I thought, great idea, because like he's number one. He's been number one for God knows how long. And then I checked the Hall of Fame and he's like twenty something. I went what the hell happened there? But, yeah, yeah, what is happening there? But, but um, that's neither here nor there. Generally speaking, every game that I've been in with Bozo, he does remarkably well. And he consistently does remarkably well. Consistently does. Even in gunboats, like the one where we were destroyed in, yep. Yeah, he, he just happily managed to have a an open border with France. And a happy support hold love fest with Russia. Yep. So I mean, the guys won 140 games out of 359. So he's got a win rate of 39 percent, which um, I, I, I honestly don't think I've seen someone higher with a win rate. Well, that, no, that, I think I think that the key the key factor here is looking at his defeated rate. He's only been eliminated 13 yeah. percent of the games. So eliminated 13%. 87% of the games he plays, he either wins, draws, or survives. Okay, there's 1% there for abandon. Okay, That's so neither here nor there. Yeah. You know, it happens to the Life happens, yep. Um, that's an incredible stat. It's an so incredible ratio. How does Bozo do it? Yeah, how does he do it? So, um, putting it out there, what do you guys reckon? Should we do a segment on this? Write to us. Email suggestions. PM um, us. Go to the website. Just yep. send things randomly to the internet. Maybe, maybe you've It'll had come a come to um, us someday. Maybe you've had a bozo experience where <laughs> I'm having a bozo experience at the moment in Boston, but <laughs> yes, as the case may be. Anyway, guys, look, I think it's about time we wrap it up, mate. Oh, one other last oh, thing. Yes. Okay. Well, I, actually, we hadn't said this beforehand, but I had PM'd you about this a couple of weeks ago. Another idea I thought is maybe a, a little segment called Diplomacy Dilemmas. Diplomacy Dilemmas. Yes. So much the same way that uh, Kana was encouraging you to PM either himself or myself or send us a message or a comment or whatever like that. Give us your... And this is kind of like that, that guy that sent me this random photograph of a board that needed blue tack and, and, and flags that... Yeah, so you can see, so what, you can see what the fuck's on. going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, any particular problems or issues you're having... We'll probably get to them. It might be after, you know, the actual turn has passed. But we'll just give you our view of the world. Okay. Yes. We, might, we might be right. We might be... Actually, we'll probably be wrong. 
but um, any issues, any concerns, any thoughts you've got around about a key problem in diplomacy or a game, let us know, and we'll kind of we'll give you some wisdom, wisdom from the ages. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just thinking. I promise not to try to convince you to do the key lapanto. Kila Panda. Oh, I've tried the Kila Panda once. Didn't, didn't work. work out. No, no, never does. Never does. But um, yeah. No, we'll try and give you the best advice. So just an interesting view on the world. Talking about yeah. interesting views, Kana, have a look around at your uh, your eight o'clock at that bib. <laughs> so obviously, Plowin being a pub, not only serves. Uh, wine and, and girly, girly, girly signers for Kana. But apparently they also, they also give out dibs. Bibs. Bibs. Baby bibs. Baby bibs. So, um, so if you're having ribs here, they seem to give you this bib that goes around your neck and goes down your front and goes all the way to your lap. It's like about, I don't know, two and a half, maybe three feet long. <laughs> I, 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 I'm looking I, around. I don't actually, think I've ever seen it. But I'm, I'm, there's actually a few people with it. There's I'm, one just I'm like seriously well. tempted to yeah. all of a sudden go off and order some ribs because, like, the guy, I feel now that we talk about it, the lady behind you at, at eight o'clock, she's wearing it. The, the, the kid at about eight thirty, <laughs> nine o'clock, he's wearing one. There's a guy behind you at four o'clock, he's wearing one. I guess it makes a kind of sense. Now, these two just behind you are directly behind me yeah. at your um, twelve o'clock and one o'clock. They're wearing bibs. Oh, no. I am seriously interested. I know my wife has actually made some dinner for me and put it in the fridge for me to microwave up when I get home, but yeah, well, same, I, don't same, know about, but I don't know about this. Maybe Mrs. Ambie might have to wait a little bit. I'm, I'm seriously ribs. interested in these ribs. We might have to get two bits. real greasy. And, uh, well, maybe i just go home and be a good boy and eat at home. Oh, be a good boy, Andy. Home is where the heart is. Home is where the heart is. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys, look. Glad you can join us for this episode. It's been an hour and a half, and time's flown, and I'm pretty shigged. Yep, and we still haven't finished our drinks. Oh, getting close to the end of them. We're getting there. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up to you next time. We'll probably get this episode out soon. I don't know, are we going to get together before Christmas or not? Oh. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how the bunny season goes, eh? Like... You'll be on holiday. I'll be on holiday. I'm on holidays. You're on holidays. So maybe we should go out and get food fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a few interesting pubs out there, right? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we can choose one of them. <laughs> go to a good old-fashioned Australian bogan pub. <laughs> well, you know, go to Hicksville. Why not? Anyone overseas outside of Australia, you don't know what a bogan is? Google it. Check it out. All right, guys. Catch I'm, you later. Uh, I'm Andy. I'm Kana. And uh, catch you next time. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Bye.